0: We need to know what we believe, why we believe it, and then we need to be thoughtful as to how we live out our faith and what we celebrate. So I want folks to understand that from the Christian perspective, what we are celebrating is not just the birth of Jesus. It's not just the birth of this child. Mm -hmm. It's the the incarnation Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. God choosing to enter into human history Mm -hmm. in the person of his son, Jesus, to to take on flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. to become one of us. Welcome into the harvest. This show is dedicated to helping you be a disciple and make disciples in the 21st century, we want to go to the scriptures to find out what to believe and how to live it out. And today i have joined again mm-hmm. for the second time by my good friend, Shelton Markham. Shelton is the past, lead pastor mm-hmm. at Paseo Del Rey Church here in Chula Vista. He's he's my pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a good friend. We've known each other for several years now. Mm-hmm. And at the risk of embarrassing you, I would say, uh, you know, something I really appreciate about you, Shelton, is that you're very much rooted in scripture, Mm. but you also have a heart. Mm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, those things shouldn't necessarily, um, it shouldn't necessarily be so unique that those things don't always go together. But Mm. sometimes it's true, you know, sometimes Mm. people can be very warm and personable people, but they don't necessarily have a good grasp on Mm. scriptural Mm -hmm. truth. And then vice versa, I think sometimes uh, we can know the scriptures very well, and Mm. yet not have the Mm. love of Christ uh, emanating from our lives. And I've I've seen both in your life. So uh, thanks for coming on. We did Mm. a show uh, about a month or two back on the Holy Spirit, yeah, and that was very helpful for folks. Um, So thanks for coming on again today. I'm humbled to be here
1: and humbled by your kind words there. And I'm thankful for your friendship as well and for the ministry of Into the Harvest and just love the mission here of equipping disciple makers. And, and uh, yeah. you know, a big part of, of what we're trying to do at Paseo is is just to help everyday believers realize that calling rests on their life. It's not a professional pastoral calling. It is the calling of all believers. So love into the harvest. Love your heart and, and your skills and, and equipping people and so thankful to be here i'm glad yeah
0: well that's that's absolutely how we want to approach this show and also our own lives is uh, just being regular ordinary Mm -hmm. believers but owning the call to follow Mm -hmm. jesus and to help others follow him Mm -hmm. Uh, today we're going to do a special show a seasonal show we're going to be talking about christmas and i've actually wanted to do a show on christmas for a few years now um so um I'm excited to be able to do this. That's why we're wearing our red shirts, right? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is actually why we're wearing our red shirts. Um, and so the, the let me start off our conversation. You know, why are we talking about Christmas? Um, well, I think just generally speaking, as believers, we should, we should know what we believe. Mm-hmm. We should know why we believe that. What's, what is that belief rooted in? Mm-hmm. And then finally, we should be thoughtful mm-hmm. about how we're seeking to live out Mm -hmm. what we believe. And with Christmas, you know, this is, um, this is going to dominate the way that we live Mm -hmm. certainly over the next month. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I want to, to try to apply those three things, knowing what we believe, why we believe it and being thoughtful as to how we live out our beliefs and be thoughtful Mm -hmm. about how we celebrate Christmas. Um, and so I want to apply that framework to Christmas specifically. I like it. Because uh, I think for a lot of us, I think it's, you know, we just have beliefs about Christmas, but they're they're really oftentimes they're rooted in tradition or they're just rooted in our own personal mm-hmm. experiences, uh, our childhoods and and the culture around us. And I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to approach Christmas. Yeah.
1: And, and I think as well, just it's something that we do every year. And so anything you do every year and, and depending right. on how old you are, it just becomes routine. And so, like, you can say the same thing around Easter, that, that often it can right. lose its significance. And so we're talking about God coming to earth and starting our, the this, no, I should, shouldn't say starting, but but continuing on the uh, salvation plan that he spoke of way back with, with Adam and Eve, right? Like this, mm-hmm. with the fall, like, this is a gigantic event in human history. Mm-hmm. And yet... Um, it can become ho-hum to us at Christmas time. And so right. I think anything we can do to kind of peel back the calluses that are made by that regular rubbing up up against Christmas and to really feel and, and, and sense the importance of this is huge. So I'm excited we're doing it.
0: Yeah, likewise. And so let me give folks um, a, a quick Overview of where we're going in this yeah. conversation, where we're going to try to go, and, and the first thing is that we want to just present the positive case for Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. why do Christians celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. and 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 specifically from a Christian point of view, mm-hmm. what are we celebrating? And then I want to spend a little bit of time talking about some objections or some concerns that thoughtful Christians have had about celebrating Christmas, uh, including you know, does it have pagan roots? Mm-hmm. Um, the secularization of Christmas mm-hmm. and how should Christians handle that? Uh, and then just commercialism. These mm-hmm. are these are three things that I do think that when Christians began, begin to be thoughtful about Christmas and this season and how we celebrate it, these are three things that are gonna come mm-hmm. to mind. And mm-hmm. so we're gonna address those. And then we're gonna finish by giving just some practical, I want you to share, how are Mm. you personally, and and you're a father of Mm -hmm. young children, Mm -hmm. like how are you uh, addressing and celebrating Christmas within your home? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna share a little bit about how we've tried Mm -hmm. to celebrate Christmas thoughtfully at the end. So let's start with that first block, which is what is it that we're celebrating as Christians? Mm -hmm. And you've already begun to to hint at it, which is great. (laughs) I'm going to read from Philippians chapter two, and I'm just going to read the first 10 verses, you know, and I was thinking about this earlier. It's hard to know where to stop, (laughs) but you have to stop somewhere. So we're just going to stop at verse 10 and talk a little bit about Philippians two and what it has to teach us about. Christmas and what we're celebrating. So let me just read these. And then um, I'd love to get you to share a little bit of your thoughts here. So Paul writes, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, so I actually read through verse twelve. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and that was my intent. I just had my numbers mixed up there. So, just your your quick thoughts as we read this passage. What does it have to do with Christmas? Well, you have
1: incarnation right there in the middle of it, right? So he's being in the very likeness of God, right? This is, he, uh, he did not consider equality with God something to be a grasped or used to his own advantage is what the NIV said. So he, he, Christ was not thinking of himself, right? And so he instead rather made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a certain being made hum, uh, made in human likeness. Yeah. Uh I mean, you have just the beauty of our example, our Savior, our Lord, humbling himself. So Paul sets up that whole thing talking about, hey, this is the attitude that we need to have. And so this ought to be the gigantic marker of all believers is this huge humility mm-hmm. that. and so when we celebrate Christmas, um, we're celebrating the coming of the king, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Right, but he's born in a manger. Yes, And he takes on—he was on a <laughs> throne, and he takes in an immortal, and he takes on human flesh. I mean, we are celebrating the servant king, right. and that matters, I think, in terms of our own perspective and heart. And so, I mean, this is huge. I, you might have wanted to take in that some no. sort of a little different direction, but
0: no, no, I uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, and so I appreciate that. I think there are two shocking things that stand out to me here if you can read these these verses with fresh eyes yeah so one is just the fact of the incarnation the fact that god's son was willing to become yeah. a man yeah to to join us yeah. in our humanity so that itself is stunning <laughs> and i don't i don't know that you know we're looking back on it mm-hmm. but at the time and certainly before just totally unexpected mm-hmm. that that God himself would come and and live among us, mm-hmm. and not just live among us, but become one mm-hmm. of us, incarnate himself. So that's one shocking thing that we see here. Mm-hmm. But then the second, which you alluded to, is the way he chose to do it, mm-hmm. the form that he chose to take on. You know, mm-hmm. Like you said, he's born into poverty. He's born in a, in a stable. Um, he he takes on the form of a servant. So those those two things um, are not only completely unexpected, mm-hmm. but they set the tone mm-hmm. for our lives as we as we follow in his footsteps. Because that's really so we're talking about the incarnation here in Philippians 2, but it's it's set within a larger text, which is really about discipleship, mm-hmm. the mindset. And the behavior of disciples, yeah, because that's what Paul's really getting at is, hey, have this attitude, have this attitude in you, which was also in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. I, there's also a
1: ton with incarnation. You started out saying it's important that we know what we believe, right? right. And so um, I don't know if you saw the research, but every year Ligonier Ministries and um, Lifeway Ministries do mm-hmm. a state of theology. Yes. Uh, research, right? Yes. And so um, I've, I've been paying attention to this is kind of preparing for Advent season at church and um, one of the things they're, they're measuring and they, they interview uh, just Americans in general and then they interview very committed churchgoers, right? So they have a high standard of who they interview as. Uh, confessing believers, so those mm-hmm. that are actually very involved, right. and they they measured, and so this year, over forty three percent of believers, those confessed believers that go to church more than three Sundays or at least three Sundays a a, a month, um, had. What actually a heresy as their belief about Jesus? They said that they right. thought that Jesus was the first created thing, which is something right. called Arianism. It's one of yep. the earliest Christian heresies, mm-hmm. and so this is huge. Like so that that they don't even understand who Jesus is. He's not, mm-hmm. when Jesus was born, right? That's not his first. Step right. into into <laughs> existence. He right. Jesus is God, yes. and that's where the title Emmanuel is gigantic. Right? It means God with us. It's a it's yes. a, a from the Hebrew, uh, of meaning of God with us, and it is huge as a promise. Mm. And so you just go back through the arch of the biblical story that God creates humanity. God walks with humanity in the garden. Come mm-hmm. down, comes down and walks with them. Right. The effect of the fall of the sin uh, of Adam and Eve—they're kicked out of the garden, and no longer do they get to walk with God. And so, man is now blinded from seeing and knowing his Creator, mm-hmm. right? And and this is so you. The existence that we're all very familiar with in this side of heaven Hmm. is an existence where we're blinded from seeing our creator and seeing its power, knowing him and all the peace that that would bring. And so there were, you have all these false religions that are being birthed out of everywhere because... Who is the creator? What's he like? We don't know, Mm -hmm. right? And so you get the beginning stages of God revealing himself to Abraham and calling him. And you get Moses and getting to see just the backside, just the backside of God, Mm -hmm. right? And what's Mm -hmm. he like? You get the law. You get the prophets that are kind of speaking towards him. And one of those prophets, Isaiah, one of the darkest times in, in Israel's history says, hey, one day. Uh, someone's coming and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. One day we're gonna see what mm-hmm. God is like. And so when you and you go through the arch of the Old Testament and you finally get to the manger, Jesus being born is gigantic, and he has the title, God with us, right? And so now scripture will say Colossians, the fullness of his deity dwelt among in him, right? Mm-hmm. That he is the perfect image of God. Like we can know exactly what God is like. We don't have to guess at it anymore. Mm -hmm. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. And so he became flesh um, so that we can see, right? We can see what he's like and it's recorded for us. So this is just a, in the arch of creation and living life outside, (laughs) this is gigantic. Like our creator came to us.
0: Well, and that's why, um, historically people have recognized this is why we split time into yeah. BC mm-hmm. and AD in the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this was, this is the, <laughs> the apex moment in history. Yeah, uh, Certainly to date is when, when God chose to come down and become one of us. It, it should be,
1: right? And yeah. so it deserves our full understanding of what we believe this moment is.
0: Right. right? So this is why I wanted to start with Philippians to for, okay. for, for a couple of reasons so first of all going back to how we started we need to know what we believe why we believe it and then we need to be thoughtful as to how we live out our faith yeah. and what we celebrate yeah. so i want folks to understand that from the christian perspective what we are celebrating is not just the birth of jesus it's not just the birth of this child mm-hmm. It's the it's the incarnation Mm -hmm. of God, Mm -hmm. God choosing to enter into human history Mm -hmm. in the person of his son, Jesus, to to take on flesh and blood, to Mm -hmm. become one of us. There's a verse in Hebrews two that says, since then the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same that Mm -hmm. through death, he might render powerless him who had the power of Mm -hmm. death. That is the devil. And this is Jesus uh, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself also likewise partake of the same. And you're right. Arianism, I actually, it's funny. I was actually just um, the, the 43% yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of believers. Yeah. yeah, I was just hearing that report. So it, it goes back to understanding, you're right. Jesus is unique mm-hmm. among all men and women who have mm-hmm. ever walked on the face of this earth. Jesus is the only person whose life did not begin with his birth. hmm Mm -hmm. That's just one of the things that makes Jesus unique Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. that when he was born, it was not the beginning of Mm -hmm. his life, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was the beginning of the incarnation. And that's, that's ultimately what we're celebrating. And and it's important, not just that we understand that, but Mm -hmm. going back to Paul and Philippians two, there, there is so much of our discipleship that is anchored in understanding this truth. That, that Jesus was willing to, to come down, become one of us, and to become obedient, even to the point of death on the cross. That's why Paul says, have this attitude in you, which was also in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. And mm-hmm. then he says, don't just look out for your own interests, but mm-hmm. also for the interests of others. So both our mindset and our behavior is instructed by the incarnation.
1: Yeah, and there's a mystery here. I mean, we're we're, we're touching on the mystery of the Trinity, and then Jesus is not the first created. But I, and I'm a okay with sitting down in a mystery. We talked about this last time. I think we I was here, that. That God <laughs> is bigger than my ability to understand. So I'm I'm good with that. But but it is huge to to see Jesus came. But he and he came to, as you said, defeat death. Uh, which is awesome, obviously, to be our savior. Which is awesome, obviously, but he's also when you when you just see him as just like his whole purpose was just to to save us, um, then you right. miss out on. Right. When I read the Gospels, I am reading God living on earth and showing me what life on earth should be like. It just elevates yes. our understanding of what Jesus, who Jesus is when you get the incarnation of what's happening here.
0: Right. And that's why I think it's, again, it's important to, to realize in the beginning of these verses here, he talks about our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So he, he starts off by um, talking about uh, being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose not doing anything from selfishness. And then he goes into mm-hmm. our great mm-hmm. leader, mm-hmm. <laughs> our mm-hmm. great example, mm-hmm. Jesus. And then he finishes, if we go down here in verse 12, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. It's, yes, Jesus came to save us. He is the lamb of God who came into the world to take away the sin of humanity. Mm-hmm. But he is also our example. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one whose footsteps we're, we're mm-hmm. seeking to, mm-hmm. to follow in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, so, so Christmas, what, what, what Christians are celebrating at Christmas is really this event, this, mm-hmm. this choice that God made. I'm going to read one more verse out of second Corinthians chapter eight. It's one of my favorite Christmas verses. Second okay. Corinthians chapter eight, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become mm-hmm, rich. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's another, it's another glimpse into the incarnation and what's happening mm-hmm. here. Um, Jesus, again, yes, he was born into poverty, but he didn't come from poverty. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. came from great rich, uh, great riches.
1: Yeah. And I think to go back to what Paul is saying here with combined with that, right? Is that so we, you know, no doubt. As you talk about what we believe, you're going to see nativity scenes. You right. you probably have nativity scenes in your house and your decorations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we glamorize that mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you go picture yourself in a barn, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I have three kids. I can't imagine my wife giving birth amongst cattle and I grew up out in the country and I know what that smells like. And (laughs) I know it is not a sanitary, wonderful, you know, experience that we make it to be this cute, you know, precious moments, little baby in the perfect hay a trough. That's, that's not what that's like. If you've seen childbirth, that would have been a gnarly experience for everybody involved. And yet God chose that. Mm -hmm. So, so, and, and, um, so that the, and even in that of humbling himself, of choosing poverty mm-hmm. when he was rich, mm-hmm. um, is Paul saying this ought to be shaping our understanding of what's valuable to the kingdom of God? Right. So he could have chose chosen to be born in a in a castle and in, yep. in a mansion and all of those things. He had the capacity to do any of that, and yet he chose. Poverty, right, and it ought to be an example for us of what do we place value on, right? Yes. Do we in the kingdom of God place more value at Christmas time on stuff? We're gonna to get to this in a little yep. bit, and we are, and on money and wealth and glamour and all of those mm-hmm. things, or has the attitude of Christ who was birthed in a manger? so shaped our mindset that Mm. we say you know what what actually matters is serving others what actually matters is humbling myself and living this out uh, amongst everyone that i also can follow this example of though i am rich in christ i will humble myself and make myself poor to help Mm -hmm. others know christ and make them rich in christ and this is to be the ongoing incarnational um, ministry of every believer right so we follow the incarnation i'm gonna go live out The Holy Spirit is now inside of me. My job is to incarnate. The Mm. church's job is to incarnate to be the body of Christ. That's right. The Jesus to to the world around us, and we do that when we are humble, not when we build the biggest buildings and have the fanciest Mm -hmm. stuff and all of it, but Mm -hmm. when we humble ourselves and just serve and just yes. bless others. And so the incarnation is central right to to Christian life. Absolutely. Christian thought and theology, yes, but Christian life. It's why you have yes. to get it get it right, I think.
0: Yeah. So getting that clarity that that Christmas is about celebrating the incarnation. Both mm. the fact of the incarnation mm-hmm. but also the form. And that's really what you're yeah, talking yeah. about yep. there. The emptying himself, the yep. though he was rich he became poor. And so when we when we're clear on what we're celebrating and why we're celebrating, and we're thoughtful about how we're gonna celebrate this, it puts us right in line with the biblical tradition, which is, hey, look back to this event so that you live differently. And that's really what should be coming out of our celebration of Christmas. And of course, like you already mentioned, Easter, you know, these I I you know you're you're the expert here <laughs> I get this this is gonna be my little caveat no, every time no, I throw something no, 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 up. No, yeah yeah uh, but we have you know Christians um, his, historically have had two great holy days Easter and and Christmas and of course there, there are actually many holy days holidays yeah but certainly by you know, in current times those are the two ones that would be associated yeah yeah uh, Actually, historically, Christmas was not as big of a celebration. Yeah, that's right. Easter has always been the the high holy that's day. That's right. But what are we celebrating? We're celebrating two, um, in those two holidays, we're celebrating two shocking parts of the story. Yeah. You know, the, the coming of God into the world in the person of Jesus Christ, the incarnation, Christmas. And then, of course, with Easter, we're celebrating the resurrection of Christ, the conquering of death right. by this this same yeah. great... yeah. Lord that we have, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into it because
1: you're hinting at stuff that we're about to talk about, right? (laughs) Okay. So
0: so, um, we've begun to be thoughtful. Yeah. And once you start doing that, there are these three concerns that I have heard. And I've wrestled with my own life, yeah. and I think they're they're worth discussing. And again, we're not gonna do a deep dive on this. I've actually got some great resources that I'm going to provide, folks. You're not gonna do a deep dive. I might. Let's go. Okay. Well, let's I'm, go, yeah, let's I'm go. happy with that. But so the three <laughs> the three objections or concerns that um, we we want to address first is paganism. Yeah. Did Christmas have its roots? Okay. So we're, yes, the incarnation is worth celebrating. But yes. Christmas as as a celebration as a holiday, does it have roots in? A pagan ritual and especially yeah. the winter solstice yeah. and soul yeah. Invictus or Saturnalia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna talk about that Secondly, we're gonna talk about which I think it, what I think is a much more Present. Yeah. challenge which Probably. is secularization. Yeah. So what do we do with Santa Claus yeah. and the Grinch and um, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph and all of the 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 stories yeah. that get attached to yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and especially as Christian And as Christian parents, how do we address that? And then thirdly, commercialization, uh, commercialism, and how that's really seeped into our consumeristic standpoint. Yeah, Yeah, especially here in America, like it's, you know, there's getting stuff. You start seeing commercials before October, before Halloween now. So we're gonna talk about those three, but let's start with paganism. Go for it. Okay, I I love it. I love <laughs>
1: this. I did a deep dive research. I know you have as well because yep. I've heard that for a while. Yep. And um, you know it doesn't. To your point, this doesn't really affect us, but it is it is something that we need to think about and talk about. So let's yeah. let's talk about why we celebrate on December twenty fifth because I find this fascinating. Yep. Right. Yes. Um, because the argument is that 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 uh, we co opted an existing right. and they're right. There was an existing uh, celebration Holland celebration Saturnalia right. in in Roman culture in Northern Europe. There was an existing winter solstice celebration called Yule yes. uh, that they similar thing. There were, uh, were mistletoe and some mm-hmm. of the, the the icons or things that we see, Christmas trees, right. those type of things came out of that. There was a flying benevolent being that came over that would give, mm-hmm. uh, if you've been good or bad, he would give gifts. So You can see where we've, there, <laughs> right. there have been some, so there is then concern then mm-hmm. is that where Christmas came from? And so I think the big answer right. is no and yes. Okay. All right, so... From a Christian standpoint, absolutely not, right? So, in, and let's, uh, there's a great book. I'm blanking on the guy's name, uh, but uh, it's the title of, of Why is December 25th Christ- Christmas? Yeah, um, right. Yale Divinity Guy, I can't think of his name, but um, he does some killer so we'll, research on we'll this. We'll try to look it
0: up and put I'll, it in the I, I I'll,
1: I'll make sure you have it. It's, it's great. Okay. So he does some killer research on this. Um, so you you alluded to a while ago. Uh, early Christians did not celebrate The birth, the Christmas, that Mm -hmm. was not a big thing to them. Uh, The death of Christ was a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and actually, let's talk about December 25th. That is the Western that what we've come to celebrate mm-hmm. as as Christ's birthday. In Eastern Orthodox, they celebrate January 6th right. as, as the uh, birthday of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, why those two dates? Well, early Christians, um, somewhere uh, around 200 or so, um, so we're still early on in the development of all this. We have writings, none of them about the birth, but we do have writings about the date of Jesus's death and right. where they're putting that. Mm-hmm. And so early tradition was was what would be the equivalent of March 25th in the West and April 6th in the in the Eastern parts. And so those were the early days. There was also part of their tradition, and I don't know where this comes from. There's some, some evidence that it might come from Jewish uh, tradition, tradition or whatnot, Right. that the day that he died was also the day that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit.
0: And so it's the same correlating date. So right. March 25th. In, in, Jewish and, and, tradition, in Jewish tradition, there was this... Notion or this belief that a prophet Um, would die on the same day day that that he he was conceived. Right. So they carry that on. Right. Right. So if you count
1: then (laughs) nine months from March 25th, you get December 25th. If you count nine months from April 6th, you get January 6th. Right. And so that's how they got to those days as celebrating. And that was a long development that that began to take place over the next you know couple hundred years Mm -hmm. to celebrate that. But you Mm -hmm. look up and wait a second. There's already a holiday going on in our culture on December 25th, Sola So if you're in the West in Rome, um, you know, there's already, and here we are. Um, and so what do we do? What, mm. what do we do with that, right? And so the question is, uh, you know, how, why did we get some of these symbols involved in? And I think we can read way too much in it to right. say to say all paganism we just we took pagan rituals so therefore it's not hot, holy and I'll give a modern day example of of this so at our church we do a fall festival every year mm-hmm. right uh and it man we have pumpkins we had a Jack and-lantern contest where people carved stuff right. uh, we we gave out candy kids were in costumes right those are all things from from Halloween right? right and I I hate Halloween I hate all the death I hate all the ghosts all the evil stuff that goes with it so just throw out the stuff I don't like but candy and pumpkins Like in costumes, that's fun stuff. Who cares about that? It doesn't, right? So I can, I have the intelligence to be able to say, those Mm. are, those are kind of fun little things. Let's, let's do a fall festival. Let's, let's make it a safe environment and whatnot. So I, you can see, and that we know that the early Christians were very against looking anything like pagan culture. Right. Right. And so you read Paul's writings. I mean, that was in the early church. They were very against it. Right. There began to be a teaching somewhere around nine hundred. I'm blanking on the Dionysus. I think um, uh, that that um, saying, "Hey, let's look for pagan uh, temples and mm-hmm. turn them into churches. Let's look mm-hmm. for let's right. let's <clears throat> you know." take these things and redeem them, right? Mm -hmm. And so probably somewhere around there, some of the symbols (laughs) that were harmless in in the winter solstice uh, celebrations began to be kind of used within the Christmas traditions and whatnot. But uh, there's no worship of a tree. There's no worship of Saturn, the God that wasn't co-opted in. And so I don't see a boogeyman behind all of those things. There are certainly some roots of, right. of those things were happening in December and, and some of those. And so from mm-hmm. a Christian perspective, we don't celebrate uh, Christ's birth because of Solovictus right. and, and there was a pagan root. No, it happened to fall in there. We co-opted some of those symbols, made them our
0: own, right.
1: you know, as, as people do, but I don't see a boogeyman. Do you see that differently?
0: No, not at all. I mean, I think that's that's why I wanted to address this because there's there's a few things there. I just want to reinforce yeah, some of what yeah, you yeah. shared, not necessarily cover the same ground. But so so the assertion, and actually, if you go to YouTube and, and you do a quick search, Christ, uh, Christmas and Paganism, you're going to see short video, five-minute videos from uh, Adam Ruins Everything or the History Channel, mm-hmm. and they're going to make a very... Simple case that hey there was there were these pagan celebrations mm-hmm. right around the twenty fifth of December mm-hmm. and, and there then were Christians came on the scene and they decided to co opt yeah yeah because of Chris uh, December twenty fifth right 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 uh, and and that assertion is demonstrably false like right. you, if you just do a little bit of research into history you can see that the fact that there were concurrent festivals or right, celebrations right, right. like yes there were some pagan festivals right. and yes, Christians were celebrating the, the Nativity. Right, That's really right, uh, right, right. the Feast of the Nativity. nativity it wasn't right. called Christmas. Right. Um, the fact that those two things happened within a, a close period of time, actually right. you know, Sol Invictus typically was not on the on 25th. 25th right. <laughs> it was actually at the uh, winter solstice. Yeah, so whenever it was it, a moving target it, or when that was the, right. The 21st to the 23rd usually. Right, yeah, so yeah. yes, but but within a few days, these were happening. Yeah, um, The fact that they that these two things were being, these two celebrations were happening concurrently. Yeah. It's presented as if, therefore. Therefore, The, right, the right, Christian, right. and... Correlation does not mean causation. Right, right. and meanwhile, there, there are actually, we have documented writings from yeah. early church fathers that are very outspoken about not practicing, yeah. not celebrating very, yeah. the pagan feast. So yeah. the idea that Christians would just co-opt a pagan yeah. feast yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can go back to these early Christian writings. We're talking in the 200s, yeah, yeah. the 300s, and you can see that this is not how they would yeah, have done it. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, I think you did a great job explaining how we got to December 25th. Yeah, yeah it has yeah. nothing to do with shepherds and flocks or yeah. It, it has to do with Easter. Yeah, and, and then a mathematical nine, formulation. Like yeah, yeah. nine months to the day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like I said, we we'll have some some resources in the notes if folks want to do a deeper dive on the historical roots yeah, of yeah. Christmas and paganism. But the short answer is, is Christmas rooted in paganism? No, Right. that's the, that's the short answer. Um, and we should not feel like Christmas is in any way celebrating the birth of Christ is in any way tainted by right. association right. with the fact that right. 2,000 years ago, pagans also were celebrating around the same time. Right. Uh, right. Sol Invictus. Right. Like, there, there's no there's no reason not to celebrate right, Christmas. Correct. Now we still want to get into okay, but how do we celebrate? And so that's that probably matters. a good segue into secularization, that's right. That's right. because in the recent in the past 200 years, and especially I would say in the last 50 to 75, um, the the secularization of Christmas and the commercialization of it has. Pretty much exploded. <laughs> you can almost make the
1: argument. I haven't. I'm just thinking about this right now. There are now two concurrent festivals happening. Yeah, I think so. Right. You have the church's Nativity Festival, mm-hmm. right? And then you have cultures secularization festivals. And right. So some of those same some of the symbols that have come so important in modern times of right. Santa Claus, Grinch, and, and you know the <laughs> Elf on the Shelf, and and these these Rudolph. You can make the argument that that's part of the right cultural festival yeah. of and, Christmas. And so,
0: secularization—just to say, we're not saying that secularization equals bad. All we're no. saying is that it has no connection to the celebration of right. Christ right. being becoming right. incarnate. Right. There, there's no connection. It's just it's just a secular the, the secular parts of what we now associate with Christmas. So let's let's take a this is this was a story from my own life. Um, Really, I began wrestling with this question once I became a parent, okay. and I yeah. began to wonder, like, well, how are we going to handle Christmas, and especially with our children? Right. We we're actively seeking to follow Jesus and honor Him and build our lives around Him, and now we've got these young children. what are, What are we going to do? Are we gonna Are we gonna do the Santa Claus game? Are we gonna yeah. Are we? Yeah. How are we going to handle this part right. of Christmas? that is in our culture and is in many of our backgrounds and traditions. So what do you advise a a young family, a young parent who's wanting to be thoughtful about celebrating Christmas and is trying to wrestle with how do I handle Santa Claus and the Here's, rest of it. and I'm with you. We, we
1: we probably for the first time became thoughtful about it when we had a child old enough to grasp some of that, right? Mm-hmm. And here is the danger to me of because I think you know a lot of those things are they're harmless. Rudolph, Grinch, whatever. I like it's it, it's fun, and I at first was thinking on the hey, as long as they're they can be a part of the Christmas celebration, as long as we don't make them the point of Christmas celebration. Mm. The point is Jesus. I've actually as I've had more kids and wrestled with it. I've taken it a step farther now. And we taught our kids pretty early that Santa and all that stuff is make believe. Mm -hmm. And he, and the, the issue is that I did not want them to think and associate the incarnation of Jesus with the make believe story of a guy flying through the sky with reindeers and, and giving one of those is real. One of those is not. Right. But they're both talked about at the same time of year. Mm -hmm. So if you make a big deal of Santa and um, all the make-believe, then you're making it an easy connection for them as they grow up to wrestle with, well, if Santa's make-believe, then then I also can't see Jesus. And it also sounds pretty out there that... Angels came in the sky, and he was birthed in a in a manger, right? Right. And so for us, we told our kids way early on, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is make believe.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: we'll we'll go do some of these Santa things just because it's fun, right? And it's and it's cute stuff, but that's that's all just make believe. And yeah, Jesus over here is real, and so we celebrate the reality of Jesus, and we make that the point of everything. And so we don't. And I'm not prescribing that to Christian parents, but I do mm-hmm. think to wrestle with a, I, we don't need to put unnecessary roadblocks in our kids' faith development around what is real and what is fake. Right. Because Jesus, the proclamation of Jesus itself is already problematic. It takes faith in and of itself to believe that because we can't see it, right? Yeah. And so n- now I can we can make have wonderful arguments about the the we can r- root it down in history, we know these things to be true, that's different. Mm-hmm. However, you just are thinking from a kids development. I don't want there to be a connection between Rudolph and Jesus. Right. I do want there to be a connection between incarnation and God and and all of the things. Does that make sense? And so it does, we yeah. we just made that decision early on that um, we're not going to make Santa evil. We're not going to make mm-hmm. Rudolph evil. We'll watch some of the movies, think it's cute, <laughs> but be quick to talk about. And then tell our kids, don't tell your friends at school that it's fake. We don't want to ruin it for them. But we're <laughs> right, going to process right. this just differently. And that was
0: our decision. Did y'all do something different in that? Or we? Well, no, we did something very similar. And, and again, I'm going to have resources here. But one of the resources that we used is a, is a simple book. You can pick it up on Amazon. It's still available. And it's the, the title of the book is Santa, Are You For Real? Mm-hmm. And so this was a short book that you would read to a two, three, four, five-year-old. Yeah. And it talks about the story of St. Nick and how that's Morphed into this yeah. this legend, this this yeah this myth. It's very well done. Um, I think we had the same book, by the way. Yeah, yeah and so it, I would recommend I that, to, that to yeah. young parents. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's a good way to have that conversation. Yeah, um, and make it clear that uh, Christmas is all about celebrating Jesus, and there are these fun traditions that that oftentimes come with Christmas. but, right. but there's a, a a categorical difference. Correct <laughs> between. Um, these fun stories and the story, which yeah, is which yeah. is Jesus. I think secularization. The danger with secularization is that um, it it takes away the focus of Christmas. Absolutely. Which is, as we already said, the incarnation. And I think the danger of commercialization is it robs the spirit of Christmas. And it, again, especially if we're thinking about our children it's very easy for, for children, the spirit of Christmas becomes, what am I going to get? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what, what can I get out of Christmas Mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, what, what has God generously given and, and then how can I follow in that spirit Mm -hmm. uh, in the way that I, I think about and approach life? Well, and so, you started
1: us out in Philippians too. That says, yeah. "Have this attitude of Christ. Consider others more important <laughs> right, than yourself." Right. And but,
0: then you make all the incarnation about yourself getting gifts, and so you actually have trained your it's, kids. And it's tough because that's that's again like that's what our kids are being bombarded with, whether sure. it's commercials or. Um, but let me just read the lyrics. I heard this song on the radio. Um, you don't like music? What are you doing? You listen well, to music on the radio? Man, I was listening to. Uh, I get in the car and my wife's got the radio. See, I to say, on. somebody else is with you if music and, was on. And there's a local station here that plays Christmas music okay. starting, like, again, before Halloween. And it was on that station. And I was not really closely listening to it. Yeah. I was actually driving Jackson uh-huh. to school. Okay. So it's it's early in the morning. And um, the song Here Comes Santa Claus yeah. comes on. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the words of yeah. that song? Yeah. Yeah. It's mind-blowing, it bro. Is. It Let is. Let me just read some okay. of the words of Here Comes Santa Claus. And I'm not going to read all of them. But... Um, here, here, here he says here, this is verse, the, the third verse. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, he loves you just the same. Santa Claus knows we're all God's children, that makes everything right. So fill your hearts with Christmas cheer, because Santa Claus comes tonight. A little bit later, the next, the next stanzas. He'll come around when chimes ring out that it's Christmas morn again. Peace on earth will come to all if we just follow the light. So let's give thanks to the Lord above because Santa Claus comes tonight. And I was just, I was hearing these words. and I was like, I've never realized how like yeah. syncretistic. Yes. Um, yes. And I think this song is just emblematic of yeah. what we're up against as Christians yeah. in a modern, secular capitalistic commercialized society where it's really kind of the reverse of what we 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 often hear that oh you know christians co-opted this pagan holiday well what's really happened is our secular culture has co-opted this christian celebration Mm -hmm. of an event and turned it to its own purposes and yet still kept a lot of the um the familiarity and the, 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 good feelings, uh, that come with yeah. Christmas, yeah. The, the true Christmas celebration of, of Jesus. And yeah, just, just the merging of like, where does Santa Claus end and Jesus begin? Yeah. We're talking about praying yeah. and peace on earth coming to men. Because Santa <laughs> Claus is coming. Thank right. you. Thank and God about We're all God's children. That makes yeah, everything yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, there's, there's Crazy theology in this simple little Christmas song. And so I I definitely feel like, yeah, we have to be thoughtful as Christians. So I'm not saying that, oh, just celebrate Christmas, no problem. No, knowing what you believe, why you believe it, and then being thoughtful on how you celebrate is is everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we're not going to prescribe for parents. Here's how you do that. Yeah. Uh, I think the Holy Spirit gives you discernment in that. But I do think that you cannot just turn a blind eye and say, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because to your point there, it's everywhere. And it is, it will shape your kids' minds and your minds around what is most important, what this is all about. Um, What I find interesting in all this, and you, you said it a while ago, is that you know, so much of what the secular world enjoys about Christmas is the feelings of love and kindness. You watch a Hallmark movie peace on Earth where there's peace. It is caring for others. Right. Those are all the virtues that mm-hmm. are brought out by the, the coming of God into the life of man. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's about Jesus. Those are the things that he births. But. If you don't want to believe in Jesus, but I like these qualities. <laughs> right. 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 Like so let me just make much of these qualities. Right. Right. And the irony there is I mean, you can aim at at joy and peace and kindness all you want. And it doesn't mean you're gonna land there until yes. you have the conversion of heart uh into the spirit of Jesus living within you, the spirit of God living within you, right. and those those being birthed out of you. Like it takes that. The incarnation in your own soul for this to happen, right? Right, but we don't want to talk about that, so instead we'll talk about Santa and then we can put it over here on him. That Mm -hmm. and so it is interesting if you watch the secularization, like they love the results of Jesus right. in the world right they love it they celebrate it yes. they don't want to put it right right on Jesus on the birth of Jesus oh no, no no, that's fairy tale yeah so instead let's just let's just celebrate the results of what can happen um, mm-hmm. and so those are the things of, of that I just think as you said I, I love uh, the book I had forgotten about that book and I yeah. would recommend it because it is helpful to talk about I'm um, from a consumeristic standpoint why do we give gifts right you know, and one thing we talked about, and we can kind of segue over into this, and and um, one of the things we do with our kids is we don't give a lot of gifts, mm-hmm. and we purposefully tell them that, right? And so we typically try to do some type of experience with our kids and put money there mm-hmm. uh, as a family. One just just being wise with the resources, and we'd rather spend the time together doing an experience somewhere. So like this year we're going over to the Grand Canyon and, uh, there's th- the train that does the polar express and all of that. Right. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun, right? It's an yeah. experience. Now I, we just got through saying all about that, about Santa and, and polar express and all of that. You <laughs> right. know, I get it. I get it. I, I'm not yeah. trying to talk out of, you know, be, be hypocritical and talk out of both sides of my mouth. Yeah, but we've we, The kids know it's all fairy tale and mm-hmm. it's just about more about the experience together. Um, so we, we tend to do that, and we, we give uh, one or two big gifts of Satan that they can mm-hmm. pick out. We let them know, and then we spend the bulk of the time, and then we, we make gifts for each other as a family, and the kids each give each other gifts and give us gifts. And the, the, the act of giving is important because we right. talk about how God gave his only son, right? Mm-hmm. So we give, and um, we celebrate the giving more than the receiving, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, because we want to model. Um, and so, you know, if somebody opens up a cool present, you say, oh, that's awesome. Thank you for giving that. Thank you for for, for right. um, going right. through that effort. So it's what are we celebrating, the, the toy he got or right. the kindness of somebody to give and why do they give that? And so those are things that we try to be thoughtful about on Christmas Day. And, right. Yeah. Um, you know uh it's it's hard we fight the my kids right now will have like a Christmas gift list like crazy long mm. and so uh you yeah. know uh, one of one of my kids in particular like she, you know she'll make like <laughs> this whole list and have all these things and and so we got to walk with her through that, like, and that's it. Seems to be a challenge for her this year. She's watched the commercials. She has all these things, right. and so just
0: you, 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 parent your kids' hearts, right? Right, and so you think about their heart, and, and, and that's that. really why one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this episode is you know one of our one of our slogans is helping people live the ancient faith in modern life. I like that, yeah. And this is you know, Christmas is a great example of that because our kids are going to be, they are gonna see the commercials. They are gonna hear the radio stations playing the Christmas music. So short of just completely retreating from society, this is gonna be something that as parents, we we guide our children through. Yeah. And we don't necessarily avoid it at all costs. I mean, Christmas is worth celebrating because of what we're celebrating. But it's also critical to celebrate it well yeah (laughs) and that's really what we wanted to finish with so i appreciate you giving a few um um, you know insights from your own practices and your own parenting i think one thing that we started doing um as our kids we came we came upon this a little bit later in life because we didn't grow up in a uh, high church setting Mm -hmm. but we began to celebrate advent and we've done that pretty much annually for the past 10 plus years what does that look like for you uh, so it's looked different ways um, yeah. on uh, different years. So some years we've actually celebrated every night yeah. uh, leading up to, um, you know, uh, to Christmas Eve itself and then Christmas Day. Um, but other times it just on the Sundays, the four Sundays yeah. leading up to Christmas, yeah. we, we have a specific focus. We like the candles. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, different traditions call yeah. the candles yeah, yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah. but. Yeah. You know prophecy and hope is what yeah. we're celebrating yeah. this week. And so you spend a whole week talking about, in a sense, the the darkness, yeah. that that Jesus came to bring light into the world and and the prophets and how we have hope because we were looking forward to the coming, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. from Isaiah. So you're reading scriptures and you're also emphasizing themes of the gospel story mm-hmm. uh, and the Christmas story leading up to Advent means coming, so the coming of God's Son into the world. And it's also great because you're looking forward to the second coming, so you're you're in the story. So you're not just looking back at what God did when he sent Jesus into the world the first time, but you're also looking forward. All of these things are still uh, relevant to us. We still have hope uh, because of God's active work in the world. So that's been great because it keeps the focus on the incarnation and the work of God the whole month leading Mm. up to you. So it's not just a one time, you know, one shot Mm. practice that we're trying to do. But the second thing that I would say that I I wanted to share is just on the day of Christmas, one thing that uh, we had an experience when our kids were very young and it was a more extended family Christmas gathering. So we went to the grandparents and, and I think we had maybe 10 grandchildren and, um, and the gifts, when, when it came time to open the gifts, it was just a free for all. I mean, the kids were like tearing. All the kids went after their presents at one time, and that was by design. That's the way that that the that, that grandparents wanted to do it. So the kids are like tearing wrapping. I mean, it was chaos for about five minutes. <laughs> this thing was like ten kids going crazy opening gifts, and it was it was so interesting, man. Uh, Shelton, it was like a it was like a study in the human condition, Mm. because the kids were so excited. They they tore the wrapping off the paper. And then, I kid you not, within like five minutes, kids were crying because they're comparing what they got Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. what someone else got or they didn't get as good of a gift as they wanted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, as we talked about that later, we just thought, you know, let's let's do things differently. And Mm -hmm. so on Christmas Day, what we do is we actually start by – Reading the Christmas story from the Gospels before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. We start with scripture and sort of center ourselves on this story. Then we actually have um, a family breakfast. My wife makes mm-hmm. uh, a, a quiche, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. So we sit around the table and we're together mm-hmm. on Christmas morning. And then we go into opening the gifts. Mm-hmm. And each person opens one gift mm-hmm. every hour. Mm-hmm. So it it does a couple of things. Like, one... Slows you way down. It it allows time for gratitude. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you get a gift. Mm -hmm. You express gratitude. You also watch other people open Mm -hmm. their gifts, and you share in their experience, Mm -hmm. and you you rejoice with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also just sort of extends the... The day, you know, it doesn't make Mm -hmm. it this this five minute chaos free for all. So those are some things that we've done that folks may or may not find uh, helpful. If if you haven't done Advent and you want to practice that, we actually have a a series going right now uh, over on our social media channels with Instagram and um, Facebook. And you can just follow along with that series. Uh, Abigail's done a great job of putting together uh, an Advent series. Every day there's a post with a scripture reading. Uh, uh, You can do that with your family. A question to ask that you can discuss. Um, I'll give two quick things. I know we're trying to wrap up. um, Yeah. That...
1: I think are big, and I I, I have a memory uh, all the way back from when I was a child. We we typically traveled at Christmas time. My family mm-hmm. did. We mm-hmm. did different things, and I think that's where some of my experience. Mom was a school teacher, so you finally had a break. But no matter where we were. We went to. We would find a church to go take communion and celebrate on Christmas Eve. Like that was always something that we did, a candlelight service. And so they would look, and this was before internet. So like to Mm. come into a town, it would take effort on my parents' part to go find, hey, where's the church that's doing this service? And we would go. And so I have, you know, vivid memories as a kid of being in like strange churches I've never been in and taking Mm. communion there and talking with my parents. And that was always a big deal. And my parents both grew up in San Antonio, which kind of like San Diego has a a very large Mexican influence in the culture. Mm. And in Mexican cultures, Christmas Eve is the big celebration. And so they they open presents on Christmas Eve. It is the big thing. You eat tamales on Christmas Eve. And so Mm. uh, that is still the tradition (laughs) for me. I got to have tamales on Christmas Eve. And we always open a big present on Christmas Eve. And so just different, you know, different places um how to do that but but worship on christmas eve so at our church we do a a candlelight service on christmas eve um and um, you know it's it's a big part. It gives you an opportunity to come and worship and celebrate. And I also like that it helps you belong to a larger community. It's not just about right. me receiving a gift. It it just kind of roots it all. Before we get to celebrating, let's make much together mm. with other people about Jesus. And so um, I would say find a church where you wherever you are and go celebrate Jesus in the community of other believers on Christmas Eve. It's a cool. It's a it's a nice way um, to do that. The second thing um, is and this is tomorrow what is today so it's tomorrow December 1st it is de- right? uh, so tomorrow's yeah, December so 1st. this is going to come out on I'm ruining it up for you no December 1st it comes out on it December comes out 1st. tomorrow perfect uh, Luke, has to yeah. uh, Luke has 24 chapters to it yeah and so a neat personal tradition that I started years oh, ago like is it. on December 1st you start reading Luke 1 and so you read a right. different chapter every day uh, mm-hmm. second, you know, you just increase. And so on Christmas Eve, um, you'll be reading the ascension, the re- the resurrection of the Lord and the ascension of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Up, right. And so, mm-hmm. and and then on Christmas morning, you celebrate his birth and whatnot. And it is just neat to keep you rooted because most of the time we read the Isaiah passages. We read it. It's fun to read the miracles, just who Jesus yeah. is. That, so we mm-hmm. do that as a family and we'll sit down. We're going to start that tomorrow as a oh, family, like it, just at the breakfast table every morning. We'll read uh, another. The chapter and that's that's kind of the things we do so but it's thoughtfulness is being intentional uh right. with what you're doing and thinking about right. how to root what we de- do down into the glory of jesus and not the the receiving of gifts and all these other things so
0: yeah 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 i like it man so um well, thanks again for coming yeah. on and I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Like I said, I've been wanting to have this conversation for a few years now. Uh, it's it's seasonal, so sure, we kinda sure, have to hit it sure. at the right time, but I hope it's helpful for people that are either watching or on YouTube or listening on their podcast uh, player. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, questions you have about this particular um, celebration of Christmas. If we didn't get into mm-hmm. part, part of your questions about Christmas, then um, or if you have suggestions that you want to share in the comments for others, we would, um, we would love to, to mm-hmm. hear from you. Um, I am going to have a list of resources. I will say if folks want to do a deeper dive on the, the historicity of Christmas and especially the whole question about mm-hmm. paganism, I've got an audio. I don't have the ability to just post it because mm-hmm. I didn't produce it, mm-hmm. but it's by a guy named Nick Campbell. It's great. It's an hour long. It's a deep dive on just the history of Christianity. So if, if that's something you want to check out, send me an email, andrew at org, and I'll get you a link where you can listen to it. I just can't post it for everybody. So... You're gonna to have to put a little bit of work in. You're gonna to have to email me and let me know you want it. I'll send it to you and you can check it out. I'll
1: give you a quick link as well to on yeah. the Gospel Coalition. Kevin DeYoung has a, a fantastic article. He quotes a lot from the Yale Divinity guys, and yeah, and he doesn't. He does okay. it, It's a quick read, I'll get that and from it's you. a it's a it's a good little yeah. historicity kind of condensed.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope it's helpful uh, for you who are watching and listening, and uh, hope you have a merry Christmas and that uh, you're able to celebrate. Um, the coming of Jesus into the world because it deserves to be celebrated. Amen. All right. Well, thanks, Shelton. Absolutely. Until next time.